0: You want to do some podcasting, Jim?
1: Oh, my God. I thought you would never ask. King Arthur loved
0: cuckolds. The dude was bigger than a giant.
1: (laughs) Solid. That's a thing I need to know. Yeah. I am the god of this chorus, and I will play.
0: And welcome to my medieval mayhem, the podcast where we discuss medieval literature, history, and medievalism. Every two weeks, I, Marcel Losada, bring a topic to discuss with my brother, Jan Michael Losada. Say
1: hi Jan. Hi Jan. I just I I even felt bad about that one. That's ugh, a tough start, man. Uh hello, internet. I'm Jan Michael. Uh you might know me from some corridor stuff or holograms or something yeah all right and jan do i have a story for you today oh i can't i cannot wait it's been too long also uh big big promises with the every two weeks i like this uh i like putting the energy out there yeah
0: we're gonna do this every two weeks rain shine molten lava
1: it kind of sounds like a threat it kind of sounds
0: it is (laughs) 100 a threat um and a promise uh, for the fine people unless uh you know life stuff comes up because sometimes that happens of course so, um you know we're not perfect but we're going to strive for perfect uh there's a lot i want to say about this piece jam speaking okay. of perfect which this story is not <laughs> let me set you up for that right now Uh, in my usual fashion, I'm going to deny my desire to just tell you what we're going to be looking at today. And, uh, I'm just going to have you experience it and walk through it and I'll talk about it later at some point. Okay. Uh, I will tell you that we're looking at a piece of medieval literature.
1: Uh, what, uh, do we know the time? Do I know the
0: era? Oh, 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 oh. I'm saying that literally the next question I have here is, I. (laughs) given i know you're yeah yeah yeah, you're really good Uh, given that the medieval period is from roughly 476 um which is the collapse of rome um which i feel like uh, let's say 476 ish i don't think they were like well this year was just way worse than last year it's dead guys let's go home you know but yeah Yeah,
1: yeah yeah sure but it probably wasn't just a day right Right. right, right.
0: um (laughs) probably just yeah sequential there are probably some groups that are like no it's not
1: we're still good we're still (laughs) real yeah i
0: swear to god if current politics has
1: taught me anything there were people standing (laughs) in the rubble going hey this place slap a little plaster on it we're good to go (laughs) so
0: uh the late end of the cap is about 1300s right um then you start to get into uh the um what they you know like early renaissance kind of periods and and um you know enlightenment types well enlightenment comes later but um, yeah around there so where do you think it falls uh this is french story and they've been writing for a little while so you got from 476 to 1300 let's say
1: i'm gonna go middle like 950 i'm gonna i'm gonna hit in there that uh is uh, it's not crazy far off, but
0: um, and we're not 100% sure, but we know that it was written in the late 1100s, so 12th okay. century, okay, um, sometime between very likely 1180 and 1191. Um, I'll tell you also, I will give you this part, uh, because I don't think it'll matter, but this was written by
1: Chretien de Troya, okay. Oh man, love him. Oh, I can't get enough of the Katia and DeTroya. De- uh, you know. Dude, his shit slaps. Um, oh, yeah. And that name me may mean
0: nothing to you, my friend. Uh, certainly now. not. <laughs> um, but I will say that he's a pretty big deal in medieval's, uh, you know, kind of uh, circles. I don't want to say too much about him now, uh, but I'll give you a little more about him at the end of the session. Uh, can't wait or the next, uh, because this is going to be a little bit of a long one, my friend.
1: We're going Um, on a trot. We're
0: we're going on a trot. We're going on a mission. So uh, this particular version of the story has been translated by Nigel Bryant. Um, I think he's done a really great job of translating this this text. Um, You know, it reads pretty well, um, and it captures a lot of the original cadence and some of the poetry as much as he can, you know, Um, and it is still batshit crazy. So um, you know, we'll, we'll get that. Um, I'll have a link in the description, um, to the post so you can pick this up, um, if you, uh, want to read it for yourself. Um, so definitely feel free to do that. Um, I don't know, you know, medieval French, I've, I've got some primers for, uh, you know, medieval English. So, um, just went ahead and pick this up.
1: I'm uh, barely literate. So <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, uh, in English, you know, it's going to be tough for me to jump over to the French side.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, um, although French hasn't changed like dramatically, it'd be very much more recognizable than English is, um, partly because they're, you know, that's a big part of their culture and identity. And so they're very, there's laws about how words can be introduced in the language, you know, and they have to abide by. Uh, a French uh, actual uh, uh, bureaucratic institute that has some power and authority. I in can't that, you know.
1: believe even the French language is just insufferably French. Right, right. Like all <laughs> yeah. of it is just so, God, God damn it. Oh, you got rules to, for the words we can use. I, uh. <laughs> I'll also tell you that this uh, um, is
0: not uh, the the original version written by Chrétien de Troy. This one is a copy, but it is a very, very good copy. Um, You know, it it doesn't omit anything. It is uh, uh, written with a a little bit of commentary from the scribe, which is uh, kind of, uh, I won't say too much about it, but it adds a layer
1: Hmm. of
0: context, you know, medieval context. So we knew... this this is a popular piece there's like 16 surviving um, texts or something like that
1: wow um, okay
0: yeah so and you know it's been around almost a millennia so you know
1: that's pretty
0: good
2: pretty uh, good yeah
0: so uh uh with that let's see if there's anything else i want to tell you um troya uh, i will tell you that too uh troya is a, a really interesting town. it's a it's an actual place you can go there. Um, it still exists. it's in France and it's on kind of like the northeastern sideish but towards the center a bit. Um, okay and, and it's this uh really it was a crossroads of a bunch of uh, medieval roads and so it was like this international kind of crossroads. Um, and Wic- yeah, because you got
1: like Italy not far from there, and uh, yeah, the the whole uh, eastern side of Europe. I'm kind of blanking on the rest of it because uh, yeah, welcome yeah. to being an American. Yeah. <laughs> you you would have a lot, and at this point, you know, it's uh, France
0: is like a a collection of uh, city states still. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not fully unified. Uh, there's a lot of regional um, disputes and movement, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you had the Germanic, you know, kind of people to your, um, yeah,
1: Germany's yeah, over there. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Belgium, Flanders, uh, those, those kinds of things. You had Normandy up, up to the North. Um, you would have Spain and, uh, you know, the, uh, Basque, uh, territories. They're also a, a hot mess at this point, you know? Um, so, you know, there's a lot of just, uh, movement, um, you know, the Portuguese are doing their thing and probably drinking a lot of sangria. Yeah, I car. could
1: imagine. Sure some things he can't knock out of a culture
0: right right yeah uh let's see here so uh the wikipedia articles it says uh during the middle ages uh troya f- uh, functioned as an important international trading town it was the namesake of troy which is a weight for gold a standard of measurement developed uh there uh the champagne cloth fryers and the revival of long distance trade Um, uh, these were uh, people from the re- it's in the region of champagne
1: Oh, okay um, nice yeah, yeah. So, so we've got yeah, an official yeah. champagne po- podcast yep that is yeah. all right this isn't a uh white sparkling wine podcast no no
0: no no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. we get the real Um, <laughs> uh, the let's see there was a, a revival of long distance trade so people are starting to travel again um, like really long distances um you know into uh even um, uh the east right um like the the far east um china you know, like i think marco polo you know he comes around in the 12th century 13th century
1: Okay, so, so the yeah. world's starting to uh uh communicate again. Those uh-huh.
0: that Silk yep.
1: Road is starting to get back out there.
0: Yeah, the dark ages are kind of ending, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um and, well, I don't know. This century's not great.
1: <laughs> I w- I would argue <laughs> yeah. they
0: haven't ended yet. Yeah, yeah I would argue
1: yeah. uh yeah. Plus
0: like brutal shit happens around this time in the next century, so yeah. It's not a good time to be around so when was it when was it yeah uh but together with new extension of coinage and credit um those were the big drivers of the medieval economy of troya okay okay all right uh with that we're ready to get into it i'm not even going to tell you the title of this shit because uh great yeah yeah. that'll that'll give away too
1: much like Um, a trailer for a modern movie great
0: You'll either see it when we release the episode, or um, <laughs> if it comes up, which I don't think it does in the the, the section nice. I have today, uh, then you just won't know what this is called. It'll just be, you know, a, a wild story for you. Okay. So this
1: uh, opens up. Oh, go ahead, Janice. Hit me. Okay. Oh, I'm 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 waiting for the sweet medieval mayhem sneaking Excellent. in the title. Oh.
0: So this starts out with uh a as a lot of uh medieval texts do right there's like a little like prayer or like a you know know, like motto like intro line and then there's like an intro section where the clerk the person who copied this uh you know who was undoubtedly um you know paid to do this and was very 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 probably uh from the clergy right um copied this down and was like hey this story bangs right okay so um here we go or he was paid to do it and he's like hey this story still bangs because he did a really good job so, he so it's like a forward
1: like, he's uh yeah uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah
0: sure yeah. so it starts out with uh he little reaps who little sows and a man who wants to reap some harvest spreads his seed in such a place that god repays a hundredfold for on worthless ground good seed will thirst and fail
1: true okay that, that sounds like a straight arrow sort of statement. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's kind
0: of, uh, you know, the the big theme there is like, uh, even if you have good seed, if you, you know, use that on, on um, you know, barren rock or something where it won't grow, then of course it's not going to grow. Right. Sure. Yeah. And so Makes of course sense. that means that if you have a good person and you put them in situations that are shitty and evil. That person will never thrive
1: and grow. I mean, we're we're starting to stretch this analogy a little, but I could see, sure, sure. I I could see what
0: you're saying, sure. Right. Because uh this is uh, you know, and it says he little reaps who little sows, right? Uh sure. So anyway, um, you know, but keep that idea at the forefront. Okay. that, that that's uh something that might come
1: back. All right.
0: And then it says Chrétien, um, who's the author, right? Uh, it's like Christian, but it's not. <laughs> it's C-H-R-E with an acute accent and then T-I-E-E-N. Uh, Christian.
1: So, Chris, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cretien.
0: Yeah. Cretien. So, All yeah. right. All uh, right. Now sows and lays the seed of a romance that he begins and sows it in so good a place that he cannot fail to have great reward. For he is doing it for the worthiest man in Christendom. Count Philip of Flanders. So, um, Count Philip of Flanders is who this book is being written for. He is okay. a real person. He is um, the patron of Chrétien. Okay. And we will talk about him later. I don't want to, you know,
2: yeah, of sure, course, because
0: sure. <laughs> we've got a slog here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Count Philip of Flanders, who is of even greater worth than the mightily
1: esteemed Alexander. Dang. So, the hierarchy is being formed, and this guy might as well be a king.
0: Yeah. Um, so-, so, so he says, I shall prove that the count is worth a good deal more than he. For Alexander had amassed within him all the vices and all the evils of which the count is clean and safe. The count will not tolerate base jokes or spiteful words and hates to hear ill spoken of any man, whoever he may be. The count loves justice and loyalty and holy church and despises all baseness and he is more generous than any man known he gives according to the gospel without hypocrisy or guile for it says do not let your left hand know the good your right hand does but the receiver knows and so does god who sees all the secrets and knows all the thoughts hidden deep within men's hearts and bowels and why does the gospel say hide from your left hand your good deeds the left according to the scriptures signifies the vainglory that comes from false hypocrisy. And what does the right signify? Charity, which does not boast of its good work, but does them covetedly, so that they are secret saved to one whose names are God and charity. For God is charity, and the man who lives in charity, according to the scriptures, St. Paul says, and I say to him, he lives in God and God in him. So know this, in all truthfulness, those gifts that good count philip gives are gifts of charity for he is prompted only by his fair and generous heart which bids him to do good is this man not a greater worth than alexander who did not care about charity or other good deeds he is indeed and never doubt
1: i mean i i mean charity's cool and all uh, it's cool and all
2: yeah but
1: this guy's not sounded rad uh <laughs> he's uh against jokes he just seems uh alexander was cooler how about that uh, alexander was way cooler um oh, yeah. I, charity's cool i i dig that that's uh i got a feeling he's not that charitable though i got a feeling we're gonna learn a thing or two about uh oh boy but Oh, yeah. Um, I think you're going to be
0: a, a little astounded how quickly we're going to put this man behind us. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So, Chrétien's toils will not be vain in striving by the Count's command to put into rhyme the finest tale ever told in a royal court.
1: Okay. Ever. big. Cl- this guy's yeah. coming in, swinging.
0: So, they're saying, uh, you know, uh, because Count Philip of Flanders is so good, he got Chrétien to write the best story, isn't that the most like just you know like the longest way of saying? Because remember how they said like good soil, good oh
1: yeah you know, yeah, yeah yeah that's what that was for. So he's a venture capitalist. He's just uh, yeah. uh, uh, supplying the cash and then going. My God, how great am I? I yeah. was able to well, fund this operation. Yeah, exactly. He's a and Kretien is producer. writing this. Fred is writing it for him. So that's a little bit on him as well. Yeah. Like he's just boosting himself. Oh, I've got such a cool boss that he allowed me to write the best story ever. You got
0: it, man. You got to be
1: confident. I mean, you can't, you can't blame him for that.
0: No. And there's something really Hollywood about it.
1: <laughs> so, you know,
2: like hundred percent
0: Yeah, still it plays, you know? Yeah thousand years we're still good uh, 900 whatever um uh, nine likes sixty. so chretien's toils uh eight, 60, uh whatever uh chretien's toil will not be in vain in striving by the count's command to put into rhyme the finest tale ever told in royal court so that's a bold claim and here you go jan a little bit it is the story of the grail
1: oh shit oh shit we're coming after the grail we about to go whole fucking indiana jones on this shit fuck yes uh cannot wait oh i hope uh i i I can't wait for that one like optical illusion pit you have to like (laughs) throw sand to figure out where you're going can't wait for that part are there nazis in this
0: oh man you're gonna have to (laughs) find out jan because i'm gonna just tell you flatly maybe (laughs) So it is the story of the grail of which the count gave him the book. Here, how he acquits himself. So here we're gonna start with the actual story, right? We're we're done with the prologue.
1: You can now just you you don't need that part. You can yeah. just drop the yep introduction. You Chapter one, (laughs) right? Yeah.
0: There are some rich ass descriptions here. So um, I'm going to bury into some of them because it it comes swinging hard, dude. Chrétien, uh, uh, you know, like that that guy was, uh, that guy fucked in his day, man. You know, so (laughs) uh, here you go. It was in the time when trees burst into leaf and fields and woods and meadows are green and the birds in their own Latin sing so sweetly in the morning. And every soul is a fire with joy that the son of the widowed woman of the wild and lonely forest rose. And with all eagerness, he saddled up his hunting horse and took three javelins and set out from his mother's house. So I want to dig into that a little all, bit, man.
1: All of the. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? He's a pretty good wordsmith. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, right? That's. Uh, uh some of the stories we've gotten on this uh podcast have been pretty poorly written this is a flowery it's it's fun also three javelins specifically oh yeah i have a feeling all three of those are gonna find uh find their way uh to some someone or something
0: oh foreshadowing <laughs> uh so the other thing is that uh, the, the description of this guy right so it's the sun of the widowed woman of the wild and lonely forest.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he's like mystical. He's like the son of a witcher. Or... Yeah,
0: man. I don't know of the, you know, the, Oh, you just have the, the widowed woman of the wild, like the woman of the wild. That's already like, wow. You know, how yeah, did that happen? Sure. And then you're like, well, she's a widow. Oh my God. The widowed woman of the wild. <laughs> yeah. And. She's in a forest. Oh, my God. The widowed woman of the wild and forest. And it's lovely. what the fuck? You know, like, uh, I don't know. I I don't know how you earn these titles, but, you know, Uh,
1: uh, her resume is banging.
0: Yeah. Uh, He thought he would go and see the harrowers who sowed her barley with her 12 oxen and six harrows. Um, Do you know what a harrow is, Jan?
1: No, I was going to ask. But um, yeah, Uh, what is a harrow? Nice. So um,
0: harrows, uh, they there are some that are hand-powered. Um a- As you heard in this description, there's 12 oxen with them. Um, and yeah. It's what you use, have you ever seen like a, a tractor pulling this thing and it just looks like it's turning up the dirt? Yeah, sure. Uh, kind of like a plow or... Yeah, kind of. Uh, uh, sort of like that. But it's called uh, specifically a harrow. And what it does is it um, smooths and flattens the uh ground to get it ready for planting right okay sure um and so uh the the purpose of this is to get rid of uh, rocks and uh roots and anything that might be in the field as well if it's uneven you know you kind of uh, end up aerating it and moving around um uh, the wood right or the uh excuse me the dirt gravel uh, sure. yeah yeah exactly well, i don't know if you can plant gravel but don't <laughs> you mean uh, <laughs> yeah So, yeah, clearly we're not construction workers. Um, So the, uh, or farmers, I mean, right. Yeah. Um, back then again, uh, you know, you need to use livestock to, to do this work, but, uh, it's kind of a reminder that, you know, like all these things were, you had to do them by hand, you know? So there's people just doing that shit all day, you know, like that's what it was. Uh, so anyway, um, so he's going, uh, uh, go see them. Right. Uh, And so he passed into the forest and how his heart then leapt within him at the sweetness of the season and the singing of the joyful birds. Everything delighted him. The weather was so sweet and mild that he took the bridle from his hunting horse and let him go free to graze amongst the fresh green grass. He was very skilled at throwing his javelins and all around he went throwing them backwards and forwards, high and low, hour after hour, until he heard... Coming through the woods, five armed knights.
2: Dang!
1: So we went from a sweet training sequence where he's just fucking going backwards. I can't even envision how you throw a javelin backwards, but this guy's <laughs> just on point. And now five uh, NPCs have entered the story. Great! Yep. Um, great. Yeah. We're we're Hold off to a start. Yeah
0: all fully armed from head to foot and their arms made a terrible din as they came as oak and the elm branch crashed against them. Their lances clashed upon their shields, the mail rings of their hauberks ground wood and iron shield and mail all alike uh, resounded. The boy could hear, but could not see them as they came towards him at a walk. He was filled with awe and said, by my soul, my lady, my mother's words were true when she told me that devils are the foulest things in the world. She taught me that to counter them, a man should make the sign of the cross. But never mind that. I'm not going to cross myself. No, I'm going to strike the strongest with one of my javelins,
1: for then I, I think- mean. <laughs> yeah yeah when it comes to what's gonna what what's gonna help in this situation ain't gonna be a cross um so
0: i just love it he's like nah fuck that shit <laughs> <laughs> i got a javelin right here what do i need a cross for <laughs> uh, that he says uh for then i think none of the others will dare come near me he's doing the whole uh you know prison yard to fight the crazy guy you know sure sure <laughs> so. yeah it's good hey so said the boy to himself before he saw the knights, but when he saw them openly no longer hidden by the trees and saw their hauberks shimmering. Uh, do you know what a hauberk
1: is? I was going to ask him. Yeah. <laughs> uh...
0: It is a tunic of chainmail worn as defensive armor from the 12th to the 14th century.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, so, according to uh, uh, Webster, yeah. ch- chainmail. So it's just yeah. a very era specific <laughs> piece of chainmail. Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Big long coat of it.
0: Like uh, a plus a,
1: two to your AC.
0: Yep. Fantastic. You yep, yep. can move pretty good still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Hobberts shimmering, their helmets burnished, dazzling, saw the white and red shining brightly in the sun and the gold and blue and silver. He thought it was handsome and glorious indeed and cried, oh, thank you, God. These are angels I see here. And truly, I've sinned terribly and done great wrong, saying they were devils. My mother told me no fable when she said that angels were the fairest thing there are, except God, whose beauty surpasses all other. But there I think I see God himself, for I can see one so fair that God defend me. The others are not one-tenth as beautiful. My mother said herself that we should worship God above all things and pray to him and honor him, and I shall worship that one there and all the angels after him. Then he threw himself to the ground and said such creed and prayers as he knew taught him by his mother, and the foremost of the knights saw this and said, Stay back. A boy who's seen us has fallen into the ground in fear. If we all advanced towards him at once, he'd be frightened to death, I think, and couldn't answer any of my questions. They drew rein while the foremost knight rode swiftly on towards the boy and greeted him and reassured him, saying, Don't be afraid, boy. I'm not.
1: Oh, yeah. Good. So it's a, so it's a, the gods must be crazy. Uh, well, he's yeah. a wild, <laughs> yeah. a guy who's never seen anything like this. And so the second he sees it, he's like, oh, they must be, they must be magic. Um, they must be from heaven. Uh, and yep. they're mounted? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because huh. They've okay. got their... I don't know. It doesn't describe the horses, which is weird. Usually,
1: <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: yeah, we've had quite a few conversations about, about long, yeah. in-depth
1: conversations about <laughs> their mode of transit. But yeah, that yeah. I rant
0: that you with, yeah. So uh, let's see here. Um, so don't be afraid, boy. He responds, "I'm not by the Savior in whom I believe. Uh, you're God, aren't you? No, ah! in faith. <laughs> Who are you then? I am a knight." I've never met a knight before, the boy said, or even seen or heard of them. But you're more beautiful than God. Oh, I (laughs) wish I was the same, made
1: like you and shining so. Is this going to get sexy? Because it sounds like we're about to get sexy. You're more beautiful than God? That's That's a good pickup line. That's a... I uh, go go on, I'm just, I'm starting to go in a whole different direction than I think the intention was, but I don't know if that's on purpose or not. I mean,
0: medieval texts are weird, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Then he, uh, the boy drew close up beside the knight who asked him, have you seen five knights and three young ladies pass this way today? But the boy had other news to seek and questions of his own to ask. He reached for the knight's lance and taking hold said, my good dear sir, who call yourself knight, what's this thing you're holding? I see I'm to have fine guidance here, the knight said. I thought to learn some news from you, my friend, but you want some from me and I'll tell you, this is my lance. Do you throw it? Asked the boy as I do my javelins. Why, no, what a simpleton you are. You strike with it directly. (laughs) He's kind of a dick, dude.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, talk to a wild boy. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense for a knight. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of elitist. So,
0: yeah. And then the boy answers. Uh, then one of these three javelins is a better weapon. I can kill as many birds or beasts as I like with this at the same range as a crossbow. Which,
1: okay. If he knows what a crossbow <laughs> yeah. is, he's
0: like, what is happening? A
1: crossbow is pretty high tech for this era, right? Like, that's. Yeah, they've been around for a while, but, uh, you know, they're, they're like a, a weapon of war, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Like, you know? A wild boy at best would be messing with a bow and arrow. Um, right, right, right. Which is a
0: much more, uh, rustic weapon and, you know, cause it's, um, we've got way less moving parts. It's not made of metal. <laughs> you can yeah, to sure. go to the woods and with some skill, find one, you know, make one. Um, so anyway, um, that's not really my concern boy. The knight says answer my question about the knights tell me do you know where they are and did you see the young ladies the boy grabbed the bottom of the knight's shield and said quite openly what's this what's it for
1: oh this- <laughs> oh man you are setting yourself up for uh some some mean knightage. you're setting yourself up for a bad night time is this some kind
0: of trick boy you keep changing the subject i thought i thought god help me You'd give me a news rather than learn from me, but you want me to tell you what's what. And so I shall come what may for I've taken a liking to you. This thing okay. I'm carrying
1: is called a shield. Yeah, he went
2: You got moxie,
1: kid. You got moxie. I mean, it's great. Sure. <laughs> uh,
0: and the boy responds, "A shield?" And truly said the knight, "I shouldn't scorn it." for it's such a faithful friend that if anything's thrown or shot at me, it sets itself against the blows. That's how it serves me. Just then, the knights who had stayed behind rode briskly up to their lord and prompted, saying, What's this Welshman saying, sir? Uh, He doesn't quite know his manners, the lord replied. So help me God, he won't give me a straight reply to anything I ask him. Instead, he asks the name and use of everything he sees. Uh, Oh, I promise you, sir, The Welsh are all, by nature, more stupid than beasts and pasture, and this one's pretty beastly. Okay,
1: so there's a lot of, like, uh, uh, yeah, local politics uh, coming out here.
0: No idea where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) Only a fool would dally with him, unless he meant to waste his time on idle sport. Perhaps, the first knight said, but in faith, before I carry on, I'll tell him whatever he wants to know. I shan't leave otherwise. Then he asked him yet again. If you don't mind, boy, tell me of the five knights and the girls. Have you met or seen them today? The boy grabbed him by a mail coat and started tugging it. Now tell me, sir, he said. What's this thing you're wearing here? Don't you know, boy, said the knight. No, I don't. This is my (laughs) abhorrent, boy, and it's heavy as iron because it's made of iron as you can see <laughs>
2: <laughs> great great yes. I mean
1: it's it's like oh. it's like baby's first medieval story right <laughs> like it, modern movies would cover this in like a two minute scene but this is just yeah of the era we're just trudging through a... A little bit of a meat cute, and a lot of bit of like you're being trained. One day you'll be a knight. Right? Yeah. I just love that it's a heavy as iron because it's, it's made, made of, of iron. iron. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: It's like oh, this shirt is
1: as heavy as cotton because it's, it's made, made of cotton. cotton. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, the knight may be on the spectrum. It's right. <laughs> it's fine. We love our love everyone
2: oh, under man. the sun.
0: I don't know anything about that, he said, but God save me, it's very handsome. What do you do with it? What is it for? That's easily answered, boy. If you tried to throw a javelin or shoot an arrow at me, you couldn't do me any harm. Oh, Sir Knight, may God keep all the hinds and stags from Paubergs, or I'd never kill one. I'd have to give up hunting them. So this idiot's like, make sure that the, you know, the deer and the uh, uh, the hinds and stags, right, so the, the deer and the don't get like male shirts where right? I'd never kill one, right? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the knight said to him uh, yet again, God bless you, boy. Can you tell me news of the knights and the girls? But he, in his simplicity, asked him, were you born like that? No, boy, that's impossible. No man could be born so. Who was it then made you that way? Boy, that I shall tell you indeed.
2: Go on, <laughs> then. <laughs> Gladly. Great. He's just yeah. He is
1: a uh, click A to continuing right. He's yeah. just He is
0: total NPC energy going through all the just, chat dialogues. Yeah, <laughs> like, and not
1: like at any point going. All right, I didn't know. Like yeah. yeah. Yep. No.
0: No. He's like yes. Let me tell you this story.
1: Let me tell you about the Yarl. Right. <laughs> like
0: fuck, yes. man. Okay. Great. Gladly. Uh, not five full years ago, I was given all these arms by King Arthur.
1: Dang, we got another big name drop. Uh the the big one, the biggest uh-huh. there is. Uh six. So we know uh there there's a cup we're after, and we got ourselves the big k- 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 king. Great. All right, all right. I can't wait for Excalibur to make its uh appearance, but well, yep. at this point, it's usually called
0: Caliburn, but yeah. Ooh.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Learn something like new every day. Fancy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who dubbed me uh, Knight. So King Arthur made this guy a knight, right? Okay. Uh, five years ago. Uh, but now you tell me what became of them, the knights who passed this way with the three girls. Were they riding fast or slowly? And the boy replied, Sir, look now. The highest wood that you can see, bounding the mountain all around, there are the passes of Valbon. What of that, dear brother, said the knight. That's where my mother's harrowers are, who sow and plow her lands, and if those people pass that way and they saw them, they'll tell you so. They said they would follow him if he would guide them there to the folk who harrowed the barley, and so the boy mounted his hunting horse and rode to where the harrowers were working in the plowed lands where the barley was sown. But when they caught sight of their lord, they all trembled with fear. And do you know why? Why?
1: Because of the knights they saw coming with him fully armed. So I, they, yeah, uh, I yeah, I I could have gathered, could have gathered that one. Yes. That yeah. uh that's a like, little alarming that a boy's traveling with a bunch of uh, yeah, Go heavily machines. armored men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Totally it'd be like you're 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 apparently slightly uh you know, neurodiversion. <laughs> <His laughs> yeah, yeah, comes back with like six Navy SEALs, right? Like yeah. guilt, Spec- I mean, yeah, it out, yeah, totally. out. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just total NGBs, and you know, like yeah,
1: in, uh, in a hummer, 16, right? right? Just, right. Just, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> He's hood. It would yeah. be alarming. It would be it would alarming be little, to say yeah. the least. Yeah, yeah.
0: might clutch at the pearls, you know. Considering
1: yeah. the boys never even seen one of these guys, right? Like that's. <laughs> it. But he knows what a big the day. crossbow <laughs> 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 uh,
0: Because of the knights, they saw coming with him fully armed. For they knew very well that if the knights had told him of their life and ways, then he would want to be a knight, and his mother then would lose her mind. They had been trying to keep him from ever seeing knights or learning anything of their business.
1: Helicopter mom, right? Like, uh, she's just, her first thought is, my God, he's going to become one of them. Um, (laughs) uh, Bubble boy. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Frankly, I'm encouraging him. Not liking the situation he's in. Yeah. The boy
0: said to the men who drove the oxen. Have you seen five knights and three girls ride by this way? Uh, they've just gone through the pass this very day, the ox driver said. And so the boy said to the knight who had talked uh, to him so long, Sir, the knights and the girls did go this way, but tell me more now of the king who makes men knights. Where does he usually live? I'll tell you, boy, he said. The king is staying at Cardwell. Uh He was there not five days ago. Uh, Carduel, sorry. Uh, for I was there and saw him. And if you don't find him today, there'll be someone who will give you news of him for sure, uh, wherever he may have gone. Hmm. And I have a note here. Uh get that one. That town cardio. So uh Camelot is uh, you know, what are the names for where?
1: Let's see. Yeah, because I was wait I was waiting for the big the big C to drop, right? Camelot. Uh I didn't realize King Arthur also fucked around with some other places. Yeah, and we've actually covered one uh,
0: before, but Camelot um is uh, uh, one of these places where uh that's one of the names for them. Um in the French romances, uh Carduel is one of them. Um and then um uh there's another one, Cretien Detroit um would have known the name Camel I think, um, you know, I I start to get kind of off on uh, some of these pronunciations, but um, there's a couple of places. Carlisle, uh, there's an actual Welsh city. Uh, So you can roll up to um, that place. And there's some stories where they say that uh, Carlisle in Wales is where King Arthur's court was or one of his castles. Um, Because that's the other thing. Like he had like many castles he would go through, right? He would tour.
1: Just like the elite Yeah, Uh, They got vacation homes. He's got castles on the coast. He has winter castles when he wants to do winter sports. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the tale a thousand times. These kings, man. 100.
0: Um, With that, the knight rode off at a gallop, anxious to catch up with the others. Uh, Nor did the boy delay in riding home where his mother was waiting, her heart black with grief. Because he had been away so long. But the moment she saw him, she was filled with joy. She could not hide her happiness. She loved her son so much and ran to meet him, crying, Dear son, dear son, a hundred times and more. Dear son, my heart has been distraught indeed. You've been away so long. I've been so beset by grief that I nearly died. Where have you been so long today? Where, lady, I'll tell you. And without a word of a lie, I've seen something that made my heart rejoice. Mother, didn't you always say that the angels and God, our Lord, were so beautiful that nature had made such a handsome creature and in the world there was nothing so fair? I still say so, dear son. I said so truly and still do. Say so no more, mother. Haven't I seen the fairest things alive that pass through the lonely forest? They're more beautiful, I think, than God and all his angels mother took him in her arms and said, I commend you to God, dear son, for I'm deeply afraid for you. I do believe you've seen the angels who caused people such grief, killing whoever they come across. No, truly, mother, no, I didn't. They told me they were called knights. His mother fainted at the word. Hearing her Dang, yeah.
1: just dropped to the ground. <sighs> I could, uh, yeah, you could just, <gasps> she did one of those like hand to the forehead and just
0: dropped. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Hearing her son say, knights. And when she came to, she cried now filled with anguish. Oh, alas, what blows fate deals me. My good dear son, I planned to guard you so well from knights that you'd never hear of them or ever see one. You should indeed have been a knight if God had pleased to guard your father and others close to you. There was no knight of such high worth or as feared and dreaded as your father was, dear son, in all the islands of the sea.
1: Okay, so we got a Luke Skywalker happening.
2: Oh yes, um, uh, There's an, an origin Darth Darth a- story. Yeah, yeah that's dude. fucking rad. Yeah, yeah.
1: There was a, uh, his father was like some dreadlord pirate. Um, uh, that's uh, the other part dude he sounds more like a pirate than a knight yeah right happening yeah
0: Yeah, this is great (laughs) like throw them all in there where's the (laughs) spaceman is there a samurai are there cowboys (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) just chuck them in dude uh
0: so you may be proud indeed and fear no shame of your descent either on his side or on mine for i too was born of a line of knights.
1: Yeah, great, good, yeah, uh, and the finest in the land. <laughs> Why not? Right? Yeah, like, J- if, if they're gonna be knights. <laughs> if it's gonna be a story, it's gonna be the best story. If it's gonna be, I'm bored of knights, the best knights <laughs> in
0: all the ocean's isles. There was no finer lineage than mine in my time.
1: This is starting to get a little off the track. Oh, just some. wait.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this we is go pretty hard
0: pretty soon. Okay. But now the greatest of my line have fallen. It's often the case that misfortunes befall the worthy men who strive to live in honor and prowess. Iniquity and shame and sloth, they never fall. For they can go no lower, but the good, it seems, must always fall. And there's an idea here called them the, uh, um, it, it's, uh, Boethius is his name. Um, there's, he's kind of a, uh, uh, medieval, uh, philosopher. Right. Um, and okay. he comes like right at the end of Rome. Right. Um, okay. like Rome has collapsed. He's like, uh, I want to say like 500 AD. Right. Okay. Um, so, uh, maybe, maybe earlier than that, I should really check that. Um, but anyway, he writes, uh, a, a, a really, uh, um, pinnacle, uh, text, um, which I'm playing on the name uh, on the constellation of philosophy, I believe is uh, where he talks about the wheel of fortune.
1: Oh, so, um, okay, sure.
0: Yeah. Wrote uh, that fortune uh is where it is. The uh, philosophy. Yeah. The constellation of philosophy. That's what it's. Okay. So um, that's, uh, so the, the concept is that like, um, you know, cause Boethius himself was like a really rich dude. Right. Um, right. And he ends up uh, being condemned because there's like a change of uh, king. And instead of being like a friend of the state, he becomes an enemy of the state, He becomes jailed and he becomes executed. Right. And so
1: he's right. He becomes writing, dead. Great. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um, or he gets executed. Yeah, I guess he doesn't become executed. No, <laughs> um, well, maybe you do become executed. <laughs> uh, no.
1: Anyway, um, I'm following what you're laying down. Uh, yeah, and the, bad things happen. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. You know, like you just summed <laughs> up his his treaties. Right. Like
0: uh, shit happens. Um, one day you're doing really good and everything's going well, but that wheel of fortune will turn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the ones that are, uh, you know, both, uh, those that are good, uh, can fall and those who are bad is there. And the, his whole thing is you just have to accept it. Sure. I you
2: know, mean, that's like uh... his, his whole
0: family's killed, right? Like he loses everything. It's like Job from the, the Bible, you know, he kind of references that too. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So it's a popular idea is the whole point. Right. So sure. This that... trope would have been like, oh, yeah, like I get this one. I've seen this.
1: OK, sure, sure.
0: Yeah, it's like, a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something that we see in movies where we're like, oh, I know what's happening here. Uh, uh
1: Like like the horror, uh, uh tr- the first act gas station horror trope that in the first act of a horror movie, if you see a gas station, there's going to be someone going oh you don't want to go down that road um yeah yeah sure and there and it is yep a little bit of a uh, uh justifying the passage of destiny that uh some some people from ill fortune are going to go and uh, no doubt this kid he's being set up to become a pretty good knight if not the best knight
0: right yeah Your father, though you don't know this, was crippled by a wound in the leg. Then his great land and his great treasures, held by him as a worthy man, all went to perdition, and he fell into utter poverty. And after the death of
1: King Uther Pendragon, the father of good King Arthur... Yeah. okay okay i also like how the medieval um healthcare plan is shockingly similar to our healthcare plan uh you especially, know once
0: yeah especially once for I, veterans
1: yeah once i got that injury um, oh, just life started taking a downswing man um cool we haven't learned a lot
0: <laughs> 100 uh noble men were wrongly reduced to poverty and robbed of their inheritance and ruin The lands were laid waste, and poor people left destitute. They took to flight all those who could. Your father had this manor house out here in the wild forest. He couldn't flee, but with all haste, he had himself born here in a litter, not knowing where else to go. You were just a little boy, barely weaned, little more than two years old, but you had two very dear brothers. And when they grew older, at your father's advice and counsel, they went to two royal courts to receive arms and horses. The elder went to the king of Escavalon and served him for a long while, and he was dubbed a knight. The other son, born after him, served King Ban of Gamera. On one and the same day, both boys were dubbed and knighted. And on one and the same day, they both set out to come back home, uh, uh, intending to delight me and their father. But he never saw them again, for they fell in combat.
1: Okay, so a little little uh Saving Private Ryan action. The uh two two brothers went off and just never came back. They they did the night thing. He's being defended from that lifestyle.
0: One hundred percent. Okay. and uh it's kind of like the the tale, like, you know, they're they're doomed to die, right? Um, that kind of thing. So, sure. you know. Um, and then you have these two, uh, names that are given, right. Um, I, I uh, it's hard without doing like too deep of a dive. Um, are they significant? Not really. Um, King of Escavalon, right. Um, Escavalon probably, or something like that. Um, and then uh, King ban of Gomorrah. Um, the King ban, um, is, uh, probably somebody, um, uh, you know, I, again, I couldn't find too many, but there's a lot of King bands. Um, he's uh, he, uh, comes from Brittany, in some. Um, Whoa! What, what the fuck it? is Brittany? Um, it's a a place in France where British people, um, like uh, settled. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's actually called uh, Brittany, right? Um, and so, um, it could be referring to them. That's like a you know, it'd be a, again like we talked about before, the comic book kind of thing it's um, sure that where, they're just
1: characters sort of shared there's there's the mcu the medieval cinematic universe right um, exactly yeah.
0: and this is part uh but what's frustrating is some some of these names only appear in like one or two like there's a king band but the of gomera is a, a different place Gomorrah, um you know is like one of these uh uh cities uh that's that's there it could just be that they're you know uh, uh, attaching them to the local towns uh Escalon, um I literally just means Slav, i guess um it's like a medievalization of that so it's just like a, a slavish king you know okay um, so one of the ruskies came over i guess <laughs> you know they're like oh yeah he served with them anyway point is um they died right serving uh, these kings sure yeah mm-hmm. uh let's see sorry uh king van uh but you never saw them again for they fell in combat Yes, both of them were killed in battle, and it grieves and pains me desperately. A grim fate befell the older, for when his body was found, crows and rooks had pecked out his eyes. Your father died of grief Dick. for his son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, grief for his sons, and I've suffered a bitter life since his death. You were all my consol- uh, consolation then, and all that I possessed, for nothing else remained to me. God had left me nothing
1: more to give me joy and happiness. I mean, that's uh, oh man. There's a lot of a lot of good a therapist could do to this whole situation because oh boy, uh, that's putting a lot on that kid there. A lot in that kid.
0: The boy heard very little of what his mother said to him. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me something to eat he said <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about i'd love to go to the king who makes men knights,
1: <laughs> and go i shall whatever grief it brings <laughs> Perfect. (laughs) 10 out of 10. Did not see that one coming. There's a chauvinist (laughs) bent to all of this that is Uh, remarkable. Yeah, give me something
0: to eat is just a banger (laughs) line sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) uh, His mother kept him there and held him back as long as she could. And she clad and dressed him in a big canvas shirt and breeches made in the Welsh fashion, where shoes and leggings, I believe, are made together in one piece.
1: So he's in a onesie.
0: <laughs> a onesie yeah, he's I in know. a onesie. Wow. Wow. She's dressing in this. Anyway. Uh, and he had a hooded tunic of deer hide stitched tight all around. This was how his mother clothed him. She held him back for three days. yeah no more after that all of her ploys were vain then wondrous grief beset her weeping she kissed and embraced him and said it grieves me deeply dear son seeing you depart you'll go to the king's court and tell him to give you arms and there'll be no refusal he'll give you them i know he will but when it comes to using them what'll happen then how will you fare at something you've never done and never seen anyone else do badly i fear in truth You'll be helpless at it. And no wonder you can't know what you've not been taught. The wonder is when a man fails to learn the things he often hears and sees. Dear son, I want to give you some advice which you do well to hear. If you remember it, it'll
1: be much to your benefit. And He's there... not gonna remember goddamn he wasn't <laughs> even listening to <laughs> you the first time. <laughs> you like gave him a whole like speech about your lineage and he just asked, All right, go. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. This uh this is like a. Reminds me of like Leonard Skinner's "Simple Man." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You'll soon be a knight, my son. I do believe. (laughs) I would sing it to the thing, but I don't think it rhymes or fits (laughs) in the scheme. So, uh, you'll be a knight soon. You'll soon be a knight, my son. I do believe, if it be God's will. If you encounter near or far a lady in need of help or any girl in distress, be ready to aid them if they ask you to. For all honor lies in such deeds. When a man fails to honor ladies his own honor is surely dead. Serve ladies and girls and you'll be honored everywhere. But if you should desire the love of any, take care that you don't annoy her by anything that de- uh, by doing anything to displease her. And a maid who kisses gives much. So if she consents to kiss you, which wow, okay. I mean all yeah, the yeah. Uh, great <laughs> I forbid you to take more. For love of me, leave with the kiss. But if she has a ring on her finger or a purse at her waist and for love or through your pleas, she should give it to you. Then I'm happy that you should take her ring. Yes. I give you leave to take her the ring and purse
1: and purse. (laughs) The purse is kind of an important factor. It sounds, but yeah, but you know, no, no,
0: you can take a kiss, but just one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Dear son, I have something more to say to you on the road or in lodging. Share no one's company for long without asking him his name.
1: Uh, She's coming for for how much she doesn't want him to go. She's coming with a lot of like advice. Some of it pretty sound, the consent stuff, really cool. Yeah. Need to know someone's name. People can lie. Like, is she not aware that lying exists? Oh, yeah. And then so uh, for know this in
0: short. The name he has reveals the man.
1: (laughs) I don't think that's true. I don't.
2: (laughs) My name's Bob.
1: Look at that. I just did that. I just, well, there we go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Speak with worthy men, dear son, and seek their company, for a worthy man never gives false counsel. Above all, I beg you to go to minister and to church, to pray to our Lord and to give honor in the world and grant that you lead your life. That you may come to a good end. Mother, he said, what's a church?
1: My <laughs> son. <laughs> he is. Wow. We've got Homer Simpson, like as a child, uh, uh running around here. Like uh, goodness.
0: Yeah. It is definitely Ralph Wickham, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh my son, it's where one pays service to God who made heaven and earth and set the men and women here. And what's a minster? Just this, my son, a beautiful and holy house where sacred relics and treasures are kept and where we sacrifice the body of Jesus Christ, the holy prophet
1: who was treated so wickedly by the Jews. Oof. Oof. Yep, let that one sink in. Um, I also, the boy is raised in a heavily Christian household, hasn't heard this story before, but knows what a crossbow is yep a lot of i was crossing we... himself and new prayers yeah <laughs> right like it's very uh huh yeah the the i i figured the anti-semitism would start to make its way in but yeah and to give context to that
0: um usury yeah. laws are starting to appear right and they're uh specifically targeted uh usury is lending money at interest right which is a very common practice and it's a good yeah practice, sure right like yeah sure there's incentive for having people borrow money, which you know they otherwise wouldn't have to do things like run a business, buy a house, whatever, right? Which has
1: led to our economy.
0: Sure. Yeah, the sure. backbone of a modern economy in pretty much every culture, right? Um, yeah. Um, so the um uh what happened though is Jews were exempt from these laws, right? Um, so uh because they're they're not Christian and they and it's a Christian practice um, to, uh, not lend money at, uh, interest. Okay. Uh, but the Jews still can. And so they're making money and this is where they get associated with like the banking industry and finance and stuff too.
1: Sure. All the super, Uh, super chill, chill stuff starts coming in. in.
0: Yeah. One of the things we'll talk about at one point, um, uh, when we do a medievalism episode, um, which is how medieval ages get represented today or used to push an agenda right sure and, and sometimes sure. it's really fun like at one point you know we could watch a movie like knight's tale or something which is a shit movie um <laughs> and then tear it apart right like what sure
1: you know, sounds like, great yeah
0: yeah um but uh the other part of medievalism uh which which in some ways is the more interesting part is there's um, really talented people that look at how uh different groups use medieval history to push an agenda especially uh, like uh, you know christian knights kkk um um, white supremacy all that stuff loves to use medieval ages to justify horrible racism and you know um the hate
1: so, well you can see it peeking through this story right now so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. not shocking to me yeah. and in this um, time
0: there's a literally this this will end in uh choose being exiled by uh one of the kings I, I forget if it's king philip or king james i don't want to derail it but there's a guy that literally, you know, says, I'm not going to pay. And it's because of money. It's debts that he owes to the Jews because he's pulling more and more and more and more money to raise an army to, to um, offensively. And it sucks, right? It's not going well. And then he doesn't want to pay his debts. So what does he do?
1: Bans them. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yep. And then he yep. has
0: them killed, right? Like he oh. goes to that extreme and there's literally a whole, you know, parts of towns that are burned at the crisp, you know, and they kill tens of thousands of Jewish people um, in England. So, you know, that's. And France and uh, a bunch of other places, right? Because it's a really easy, convenient way to
1: get out of debt. (laughs) Well, it's good to know that the Jews are more respected and uh, and not not seen as demons
0: now. Oh yeah, you know, um, it's interesting. You know, knowing some of this history paints context for things today. And I sure I don't know enough about a global theater uh especially with uh, judaism or whatever to comment any further than that. sure just that sure. this has a through line to things today um sorry, let's go uh, uh, uh so christ was uh, okay apparently um uh, treated so wickedly <laughs> by the jews he was betrayed and unjustly condemned and suffered the pain of death for all men and women for their souls went to hell when they left their bodies but he set them free he was bound to a stake and scourged and then crucified and made to wear a crown of thorns to hear masses and matines and to worship his Lord. I would have you go to church.
1: church. It 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 really sounds like hearing, you know, a, an oldie, right? It's just, yep. Those are all the mm-hmm, check mark, check mark, check. It's, it's like hearing a Beatles song on the radio. It's like, yep, that, uh-huh. Um, uh, Oh, I'm familiar with this. I know this song.
0: And that was that. He took his leave. His mother wept and on went the saddle. He was dressed in the style and manner of the Welsh with shoes, of coarse hide on his feet. In a onesie. Let's be clear. He's in a onesie. Wherever he went, he always bore three javelins. He wanted to take them with him now, but his mother took two of them because he would have looked too Welsh. (laughs)
2: she would have taken all
0: three of them if she could
2: (laughs) I don't know
1: we're we're like building up a pretty cool character he's like javelin guy he's he's that character he always has a javelin at the ready but you can't look too Welsh in your onesie so I'm going to keep two of the javelins Because three javelins, way too far, way too Welsh.
2: (laughs) What?
0: He carried a switch in his right hand to goad his horse along. Weeping, the mother who adored him kissed him as he left and prayed to God to keep him safe. Dear son, she cried, God guide you. May he give you more joy than is left to me wherever you may go. When the boy had gone a pebble's throw, he looked back and saw his mother... Fallen at the bridge's foot. She lay there in a faint as though she had fallen dead. But the boy lashed his hunting horse hard on the rump with his switch and departed. And his mount was sure of foot and bore him swiftly through the forest, great and dark. He rode on from early morning till the day drew to a close. He slept in the forest that night until the bright new day appeared.
1: OK, great. We're uh, uh, act one is uh, well on the way where I got a feeling some conflict is coming. Maybe a king. Ooh! In the morning, when the birds
0: began to sing, the boy rose and mounted and rode on until he caught sight of a pavilion pitched in a beautiful meadow beside a stream from a spring. The pavilion okay. was a wonder. It was so fair. One side was vermilion, the other embroidered with a thread of gold, and
1: on the top was a golden eagle. Now, a pavilion in this time, what would that look like?
0: Hmm, that's a good question. Let me see here what I can give you. Um, You know, it'd be like a square is what comes to mind immediately.
2: Sure. uh,
1: Okay.
0: uh, it uh, It could be like a tent.
1: Yeah, they, like I guess in my mind hearing that half of it was vermilion and half of it's like it, it just it makes me think of like a big circus tent. Yeah,
0: you the pavilions I'm seeing um, here would definitely be more of a big tent. Uh, later, they become like actual buildings, right, uh, uh for the same purpose, but they're for entertainment or gathering in an uh kind of like a, a wooded area. Sure. So that's like the main oh you know you know what you can think of that's a pavilion a totally uh the great british baking shit okay yeah yeah know, they're in that that tent in the. they're in of like talking. an
1: outdoor tent in the middle yeah. of the field yeah yes. okay sure
0: yeah that that that's a pavilion so that's colorful
1: and yes and the yeah. fairest i've ever seen cool.
0: right so one side's vermilion um which is uh like a, a deep red
1: red right yeah yeah, yeah. like the other
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And the other one is, it says, uh, embroidered with a thread of gold. Sure. Regal. Very. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Upon the seagull, the sun fell, bright and blazing, and the whole meadow shimmered with the pavilion's light. All around the pavilion, the fairest in the world were leafy bowers and lodges made in the Welsh manner of interwoven branches. So uh, a Bower is like a enclosed space of uh, branches, right?
1: Well, oh, sure. And uh, uh, since it's Welsh, I'm sure everyone's walking around with their three uh, javelins in their onesies, of course, uh, like you do if you're Welsh. Chock full of javelins, bro. <laughs> Chock full. <laughs> um, the boy rode
0: towards the pavilion and as he approached, he said, God, I see your house. It'd be shameful of me not to go and worship you. My mother was right when she said a church was the fairest thing there is. And she told me that whenever I came across one, I should go and worship the creator in whom I believe in faith. (laughs) I'll go and pray to him to send me food today.
1: I could really do with some. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: I think he's about to learn his first lesson about the real world. Um, I think he's about to learn the power of prayer.
2: (laughs)
0: Then he came up to the pavilion and found it open and inside he saw a bed covered with a rich silken cloth and in the bed all alone lay a young girl sleeping.
1: I i mean, just, Oh God. The uh, we're, we're teetering on either a real good meet cute or a real weird moment. And I'm worried. I'm worried for myself and not this boy. Um, and no one else is around. It's just a pavilion with a gal just chilling in a bed.
0: Her companions were out in the wood. Okay. Her, her maids had gone to pick fresh flowers with which to strew the pavilions, as was their custom.
1: Okay. <laughs> Seems uh, pretty luxurious. Also, light up security. They didn't. Uh, they didn't really have bodyguards back then. Um, they didn't have a dude with a taser um uh,
0: as the boy entered the pavilion his horse neighed so loudly that the maiden heard it and woke with a start and the boy simple soul that he was <laughs> said boy do we know it yeah i love that the text is just like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I, know. <laughs> yeah uh, I give you greeting girl as my mother taught me to do she told me to m- greet girls whenever i met them the girl trembled with fear.
1: <laughs> Fair. <laughs> apt, <laughs> apt response. Fair. A guy in a onesie comes in with the javelin on his back. <laughs> After you're sleeping. I yeah, guess. for sure. And then starts getting real, opens real weird. Thinking the boy
0: was mad, and she charged herself with madness for letting him find her alone. On your way, boy, she cried. Be off before my sweetheart sees you. Oh, boy. No, by my life, I'm going to kiss
1: you, said the boy. <laughs> I don't care who it upsets. My mother told me to. I do not, do not care for any of this. This <laughs> is, this has already taken a weird turn, and I knew it was coming. I could see it coming, but, oh, boy. I'll never kiss you, truly.
0: I won't, not if I can help it. Cried the girl. Be off, in case my love should find you. If he does, you're dead. But the boy had strong arms and embraced her, but ghostly, for that was the only way he knew. Meaning here, like a you know, aggressively, I guess. Okay. Um. Uh. Or uh without skill <laughs> is what it translates to. Sure. Something. Yeah. Then like a laid, boy would there you go then he laid her down full length beneath him and she struggled with all her might to get away but she fought in vain for whether she liked it or not the boy kissed her seven times in a row so the story says until he saw a
1: ring on her finger crowned with the brilliant emerald i mean not cool my guy not cool um and going back in seven different times, whether she liked it or not, we know what the answer to that is. It's not. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah. not, not, not winning my heart over, boy. My mother also told me. Uh, let's not, let's not keep bringing her into any of this. She said consent. <laughs> she, she, she used the word, word used, yeah. and you asked her for a damn sandwich. That's exactly what happened.
0: (laughs) To take the ring from your finger, but to do no more with you. So now for the ring. I want it. You'll never have my ring, the maiden cried, unless you tear it from my hand by force. The boy grabbed her hand, forced her fist open, snatched the ring from her finger, and set it on his own. Then he said, I wish you well, girl. I'm off now, and with good reward. What up,
1: (laughs) fucking loon? What up? I mean... He didn't. He used his mother's guidance as justification to to sexually assault this woman and then rob her. Um, uh, that's oh, not getting off to a strong start, my guy. Oh, he's gonna be perfect as a knight. Perfect.
0: I wish you well, girl. I'm off now, and with good reward. It's much better kissing you than any of the chambermaids at my mother's house. Your lips don't taste sour. <laughs> <laughs> this guy had chambermaids, dude. I they know, and he's already out.
1: like, what? Um, yeah. and-
0: at this point, my understanding, my mental image of him changed dramatically because i had envisioned this guy just being in the woods you know yeah
1: i thought they were living in like a one room thing sleeping on hay learning the ways of the woods and magic but now they've got 12 oxen they've got like workers they have chambermaid so he's like a rich kid um and a a rich kid with some pretty poor (laughs) yeah with some pretty poor behavior i think that's a bit of an understatement but
0: yeah the girl began to weep and said boy don't take my ring or i'll be sorely punished for it and it'll cost you your life sooner or later i promise you he took in not a word of this but he knew he hadn't breakfast he was dying of hunger horribly He found a cask full of wine and beside it a silver goblet. And then he saw a fresh white cloth on a bundle of brushes. He picked it up and underneath he found three fine venison pies. New baked. Not at all (laughs) unappetizing.
1: What a way to describe like that's how gross food was back then that's <laughs> the best description they could give a food was you know it wasn't gross <laughs> um, uh, hey that's the thing like he lifted it up and it was pretty okay it was uh, just fine um yeah um the- so he really is skyrimming
2: this situation he
1: is just robbing them blind when and feeling completely morally right about the whole
0: thing oh yeah and uh to quell the hunger and plus that's probably um um there there's a term for it it's a germanic expression when it would be uh yeah but it's like um you you use the negative right like uh um that makes me not happy to mean like I'm really happy, right? Okay.
1: Uh or not okay, unhappy, sure. right? You say uh, yeah, like sure. That, that
0: makes me not unhappy to say, uh, you know. Like, like a double negative. Right. Yeah. Not sure. at all unappetizing, right? So um, to reinforce that it's actually really appetizing. So you like add more negatives to it. And if Yeah, it comes, like, I easy, still think yeah. that
1: just shows you <laughs> the food they're but fucking with at the time. sounds
0: pretty good. He's got fucking wine, dude. Yeah. So he's got a cask. Well, a cast. I uh, can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, okay. So to quell the hunger that beset him, he broke open one of the pies and ate with a vengeance and started pouring wine into the silver cup. I love that he has taste.
1: Also that you got to break open your food to eat it. I just, I I still think food sucks back then. I still, th- I think even they knew it kind of sucked back then. <laughs> it
0: says, uh, it wasn't bad he drank <laughs> again, again. <laughs> i think they know food kind of well, suck wait and then he says uh he drank great and frequent drafts and said uh you know big cups uh i can't eat all these pies myself girl come and eat they're very good we can have we can have one each and there'll still be a whole one left <laughs> i love that he's just giving away her shit back her shit back to her yeah <laughs> what a lunatic. But for all his calls and invitations, the girl just wept. and didn't say <laughs> <a> word. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Too real, dude. What yeah, no shit. Uh,
0: she rubbed her hands and wept piteously while the boy ate and drank till he had to spill. <laughs> Then he covered up what he had left and took his leave at once, commending her to God. Little though his good wishes pleased her, <laughs> "God save you, friend!" he cried, and "Don't be upset that I took your ring, girl. Before I die, I'll repay you for it." I'm off now, by your leave.
1: The girl wept and said, she "What would a never lunatic, to God! <laughs> what a just, this, I." Yeah, we are we are starting the story with the villain origin story. <laughs> I'm now convinced that it's like at some point where the camera's going to drift over to a better character to follow. Because oh boy, yeah. I, man, I wish it went Tarantino or Lynch like that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: David Lynch would have shipped it. Let's just do a new movie. <laughs> you know, like, I started with this one. We paid for it. We're using the footage, but fuck, but goodness, yeah. <laughs> yeah um the girl wept and said she would never commend him to god for because of him she would suffer shame and distress such as no unfortunate girl had ever known and that she would never have help or aid from him as long as he lived and that he should know that he had betrayed her and so she was left there weeping it was not long before a lover turned from the wood and when he saw the prince left by the boy who had now set off on his way he was most aggrieved he found his love weeping and said Girl, from the signs I see, I think a knight has been here. No, sir, no, I promise you, but a Welsh boy was here <laughs> a tiresome base and foolish youth who drank as much of your wine as he pleased and ate some of your pies. Is that why you're weeping, my fair one? If he'd eaten and drunk the lot, it would have been as I'd have wished. That's not all, sir, she said. There's also my ring. He seized it from me and carried it off. I'd rather have died than have had him take that. Her love was downcast then and anguished in his heart. In faith, he said, this is an outrage. Since he's taken it, let him keep it. But I think he did more. If he did, don't hide it. (laughs) Okay. Oh, it didn't go the the... way you wanted,
1: Jan? It didn't go the way you wanted? I'm just just shocked at how... I mean, charity really is uh, like being fair. If the boy had shown up, I would have given him as much as he could eat, as much wine, because I'm just chill like that. Just the chillest. Oh, he robbed you of a ring? Chill. That's fine. Uh, Fuck. Uh, You know if he wanted my sword here you go you want all you want this the house it's yours what where where is the line uh oh
0: you're about to find out (laughs) but i think you did more if he did don't hide it sir she said he kissed me kissed you yes truly but against my will no he cried in agony of jealousy it was as you wished and pleased you well. He found no great resistance. Do you think I don't know you? I do indeed. I know you well. I'm not so Dang. Blind. Yeah, right? She's
1: the same girl you are. <laughs> She was the same way when you met her. You can't judge her for that. Also, you can't... Again she told you the rest of it and you took all that as just yeah. chill, 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 ah, chill, yeah. chill. We ah, oh, yeah. forced a kid seven kisses on you. Yeah, she's like, I've been sexually you assaulted. You whore. Like, yes. what are you, what? This yeah. is a night. The, yeah, this this feels like some fucking privileged ass uh, uh weapon hoarding guy. Yep. Great.
0: Totally. Oh, um, And then, uh, I do indeed. I know you well. I'm not so blind or boss-eyed that I can't see your falseness. You've taken a wicked course, and a course that'll bring you pain. Your horse shall have no oats to eat, nor shall he be cared for until I've taken my revenge.
1: <laughs> Oof. So the horse is now the whipping boy. I guess. Uh, that's how, like, you... A lot of problems. A lot of problems. A lot of yeah. problems uh, happening uh, oh, all, all right. Here you go.
2: And
0: if he loses his shoe, he'll not be reshod. Right. So okay. Just him. a
1: little little cherry on top. He's
0: just going to get hurt. If <laughs> yeah. he dies,
1: you'll follow me on foot. <laughs> cool. Um, and the clothes you wear
0: will not be changed.
1: I mean, she did nothing wrong. This guy came in. You're huh? not even going after him.
0: You're the, follow you... me. On foot and naked until I have his head, I'll settle for no less
1: well, that's not gonna that's not gonna add to her purity anymore, is it Trotner I mean oh boy Oh boy um so needless to say, there's no heroes in this story so far, um not a one that I can uh note with that the
0: knight sat down and began to eat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean,
1: Jeff? There's no <laughs> I no. mean when a man's hungry, am I right? Um fuck. I'm 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 at least glad he didn't ask her to make him a sandwich, right? I'm at least glad we we got one step forward there. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile,
0: the boy rode on until he saw a charcoal burner coming, driving an ass before him.
1: This. And is he going to just rob them blind, too? Is that uh, a, he's just we're following a rogue. We're following a. Uh, <laughs> it's the Joker of the story. That's who we're following. Oh, yeah. There's some
0: bangers coming up in terms of lines. But um, charcoal burner is a really interesting profession um, in the medieval ages. OK, um, so yeah, you
1: um... said that, but I was a little more uh, transfixed with other things. A charcoal burner. Yeah,
0: and so uh, these were people that uh, typically. Uh, so the way that charcoal is made um, is uh, with like waterlogged uh, logs, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, because it won't burn in the center, right? As as hot, so but the outside will burn, right? And so oh. they make these like uh, giant pyres. that Sometimes are enormous, um, and, and I mean, like you know, it'd be uh, really big. And the big deal with this is that charcoal burns um, low and hot for a long time, right? That's why sure um, it gets used, and you know, like Argentine uh, um, asada is made with yeah. uh, charcoal, right? Carbon. Uh, And uh, so, um, in the medieval ages, of course, this is used for heat, for warmth, for cooking, for um, you know, uh, so many things. And there's people that are just doing this constantly, living by waterways, and setting these things up and burning them all day, right? Like uh, okay essentially. And, you know, it probably didn't live long because it's like incredibly carcinogenic work. Um, and you're dealing with these charcoal, but they would get shipped every day. And, you know, like buying this stuff, uh, was very common for just day-to-day life, like the and those kinds of things. Uh, bathhouses are really, really popular in the medieval ages. Um, sure. uh, they try to ban them. There's tons of laws passed for them, but, um, you know, um, uh, a charcoal burner would have been at every street. It, it would have been, you know, um, uh, the gas stations of the day huh? huh yeah neat so, yeah pretty interesting um and and, and again you know, uh real vast network of these things set across waterways because most uh all towns at this point are you know pretty much by rivers right sure i could imagine
1: civ civ six rules uh yeah. make sure you got a yeah uh, yeah uh make sure you got some clean running water
2: by it. Yeah.
0: and these guys would go up and down the river just chopping down trees and you know, um, uh, get the carbon because that's the other part of it is they're working with the woodcutters, right?
1: Okay. Um,
0: so, you know, they, it's incredibly... And then an,
1: an economy yep. forms, yeah. Yeah, sure.
0: and, uh, you know, you want to do uh, the blacksmith. You want to run that, you know? You're going to yeah. need, yep, some some carbon, right? Uh, you so sure, charcoal. Yeah, And sure. stuff like that, yeah. Makes sense. And so, um, you know, the, it, it, it's incredibly... Um, at this time uh, that's where like the guild systems goes because everything is so interwoven
2: hmm.
0: you know uh, and, and it would have uh it, it's essentially you know leading towards industrialization but at this time it's still separate enough that it's actually like separate regions that come together and it's like this sure. exchange of materials you know it's so interesting not
1: quite tribes but colonies yeah
0: yeah uh, so okay. anyway um when i see charcoal burners i'm like hey that's a cool like you know, you yeah, a,
1: a, a job now. that was uh, yeah. of a bygone era, you know, like you want, you know, you want to cook
0: like you can't just flip a, a burner. You know, there's not an igniter. There was nothing, you know, there's no gas lines, uh, anything like that. There's no electricity. So you had to have fire and having, you know, a clean burning source of continuous fuel that was regular enough to, to know. Was that, and that was carbon and super lightweight, right? Like, you know, you can get a bag of, you know, 50, you know, but like, let's say 20 pound bag is going to last you all day, you know, Sure, so, sure. Yeah. anyway, um, that's a lot about charcoal burners. Um, so then he says, uh, so there's this charcoal burner coming. He's driving an ass before him ass, of course, mule, right.
1: Mule, uh, sure. but also
0: really funny because ass,
1: of course. Uh, and he course. says,
0: we the ass driver said the simple youth.
1: Which, <laughs> okay, that's where, that's when it gets funny. Yep. Tell
0: me the quickest way to well They say King Arthur, whom I so want to see, makes men knights there. Boy, he said, if you go this way, you'll find a castle overlooking the sea and you'll find King Arthur at the castle, both joyful and grieving. Oh, Dang. Please, yeah, yeah. Oh, please tell me now what causes this king joy and grief. I will, he said, and it won't take long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool. okay yeah. set yourself up hey i king got arthur. a feeling those three ladies from earlier have something to do with this Ooh, okay king arthur was all his army fought against
0: rion the king of the isles and rion was defeated which brought king arthur joy but he's distressed that his companions have left him for their castles where they decided it would be best to say And he has no news of them at all. That's what's caused him grief. The boy cared little for the charcoal burners. (laughs) (laughs) news.
1: He's predictable. He's predictable. I can't wait for him to rob the charcoal burner blind. (laughs) (laughs) But set
0: off along the road that he had shown him until he caught sight of a castle overlooking the sea. Most finely situated and strong and handsome. And then he saw, riding out through the gate, an armed knight carrying a cup of gold in his hand. He held his lance and reins and shield by his left hand and the cup of gold in his right. His arms looked fine upon him and they were all red. The boy gazed at these handsome brand new arms and was overwhelmed and said, in faith, I'll ask the king to grant me those how I'd love it if he just gave them to me.
1: Person, um, expecting, yeah. expecting a lot oh. out of the world. Oh. And the way this story's going, he's going to get a full speck without a fight.
0: With that, he hurried on towards the castle, so eager to reach the court. But as he drew near, the knight stopped him and asked, Where are you going, boy? Tell me. To the king's court, he said, to ask him for those arms. And well, you might, the knight replied. Off you trot then quickly and then come back. And you'll tell this to that worthless king, that if he doesn't wish to hold his land as my vassal, he should yield it to me or send a champion to defend it against me. For I say it's mine. To prove my point, I've just taken this cup from before his eyes with the very wine he was drinking.
1: Fuck, what an insult. It's a Pulp Fiction when... uh 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 samuel jackson drinks uh, uh drinks a soda drinks the whole thing down like that's uh a, a certain kind of uh spitting in someone's face oh yeah yeah and may i have some of that soda to wash down this delicious burger
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh the knight should have sought another
1: messenger for the boy hadn't heard a word
2: Uh,
1: again true to form he's a uh, his consistency is at least notable
0: i love that back then they knew that some people were fucking stupid (laughs) it's just like this guy is fucking stupid
1: and they would have been the perfect candidates for for night's He's probably uh uh pretty good at following orders once he actually hears something. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that brings up what a
0: knight is, which um you know like a uh, a knight um ha- was a landowner, right? Sure. Uh, that that's one of the the key things here. So um there there's a bit like they're being fast and loose with the word knight and just like what this could be. Now that being said, he's from lineage. He has land. Remember mm. we found out? Mm-hmm. So he could yep. be a knight, right? Like uh uh because those are important things, but uh literally a knight um is somebody who uh can afford, you know, uh, essentially has land gifted to him, um, has those people work the land, profits off those people, right? Um, so it, it's like a, a proto-capitalist system, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. and so um the knight then has to buy armor, suit himself up, learned warcraft to uh, or sometimes even raise troops or have money to uh buy troops right like mercenaries sure. um, and then come to the king's aid when he wants right whoever gave him power right because that's right. how this whole thing works kind of like this weird ass uh feudalism is this weird ass medieval pyramid scheme right
1: yeah and, sure that's what it sounds like yeah uh it sounds like an mlm yeah, with yeah. uh swords yeah. and shit
0: yeah yeah except you can't you know like there's very little movement up and down in the earlier medieval ages. What happens is actually the uh, uh, the plague, especially, um, kind of ushers in humanism. And, and there's a lot of these people die, right? And there's like this uh, vacuum of positions, and hmm. nobody can do the farm work anymore, right?
1: Okay, sure. And so
0: people are like, well, fuck you. Like, who are you? Right? Like, uh, you know, you need me. You know, like your fields are going to start. We're all going to start, dude. I know how to actually raise crops. You know, like sure, <laughs> sure. You don't. <laughs> you know, so you need me. And that, you know, changes the landscape. And now people can move through social class a lot more fluidly. Um, and, and it causes, um, you know, uh, with that kind of commercial freedom, there's challenges to the church at that time, too. Martin Luther uh, comes out and uh, you know, sure like your relationship maybe. with God is less through this hierarchy in the church which then takes away power from the hierarchy and the social cast, right? Because before you could say like, look, it's just like church, right? Like there's people on the top, the bishops, you know, um, the cardinals, the Pope. um, And then, uh, you know, there's you, the the masses. And your job is to serve us.
1: The silly hats versus the non-silly hats. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But anyway, that's me on my high horse. um, And just kind of uh, uh, giving you, uh, or not high horse, but just uh, geeking out in some of the shit um so let's geek see, away yeah. it's what we're here yeah, for yeah yeah uh left him for the castles there's decided be <clears> best <throat> uh the boy <laughs> we got that part sorry i'm trying to f- i lost my place i was so wrapped up in that hmm. um, and well to the king's court he said to ask him for those arms well you might off you trot then oh that's right uh he took the thing right uh the knight should have sought another messenger for the boy hadn't heard a word He Mm -hmm. rode straight on the court where the king and his knights were seated at dinner. The hall being on ground level, the boy rode in on horseback and it was paved with flagstones and was as long as it was wide. So it's like this big square, right? Okay. Sure. King Arthur uh, was sitting at the head of the table, lost in thought. All the knights were laughing and joking with each other, all except the king who was deep in thought and silent. The boy came forward not knowing whom to greet for he didn't know the king at all. Then, Ivanette came towards him, holding a knife in his hand. Vassal, the boy said, you with the knife in your hand, show me which of these men is the king. Ivanette, who was always courteous, replied, there he is, friend. And the boy went up to him at once and gave him such a greeting as he knew.
1: I mean, this is Skyrim. (laughs) There's like no security. You could just kick open the door, ride your fucking horse into the room. No one's acknowledging the fact that just a, a boy in a what a fucking problematic boy in <laughs> yeah, a onesie of a, a, a fucking javelin on a horse has just entered the room. Everyone's just going through their idle animation until they're 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 activated. Yep. Uh, but in terms of how he's playing the game, A plus dude oh yeah for sure exactly
0: what i do in a first playthrough dude (laughs) taking every except for the like yeah the the
1: the problematic parts are uh yeah
0: yeah uh yeah yeah comfortable (laughs) uncomfortable uh then uh let's see here the boy went up to him at once and gave him such a greeting as he knew but the king was still lost in thought and did not say a word the boy addressed him a second time the king thought on and said nothing
1: Okay, so basically King Arthur is the boy where he's just not <laughs> listening to anyone around him. Uh, good, yeah. By my life, said the boy, this
0: king never made anyone a knight. How could he make someone a knight when he can't get a word out of
2: him?
1: <laughs> uh, 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 coming in a li- a little hot there, my guy. Look in a mirror. yes, twice too, dude. <laughs> you know, and he's at a
0: party. <laughs> you know? yeah yeah and so he prepared to go back and turned his hunting horse about, but he pulled his mount so near the king, like the rude soul that he was, that without a lie, he sent the king's hat flying from his head to the table.
1: Hey, so he the yeah, king's he's still hat. on the horse <laughs> and and he's not wearing a crown nope. he's just got a hat on, yep, okay uh uh my mental image is shifting um <laughs>
0: that happens a lot in these stories too yeah i feel like they bury the lead on some of these descriptions you know yeah a hundred percent the king turned his uh bowed head to the boy and awoke from his thoughts and said dear brother welcome please don't take uh, it ill that i didn't return your greeting i couldn't reply for grief and anger my greatest enemy, the one who hates and torments me most, has now contested my land. He's mad enough to claim that he'll have it all unconditionally, whether I like it or not. His name is the Red Knight of the Forest of King Kedui, or something like that. King Qued- uh, Keroi? I don't
1: know. It's Q U I
0: N Q U E R O I.
1: Oof. Kedui, yeah. uh, you you korea
0: i don't know man but uh, let's call it a Quin q and the queen had come to sit there uh, before me to see and to comfort the knights who are wounded i wouldn't have cared about the red knight's words but he took my cup from in front of me and snatched it up so recklessly that he poured the whole cupful of wine over the queen it was a base ugly shameful deed the queen has ran back to her chamber burning with rage suicidal with anger God help me, I don't think she'll escape from it alive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. A uh, bit dramatic much. Yeah. Also, just everyone's decision making is so <laughs> like he he just kind of saw that all happened and just continued to sit there in his hat. And uh, yeah, fuck. The boy you get is- a lot of privilege just being a boy with a javelin.
2: Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Welsh boy. Um the boy didn't care a jot about the king's story, or about his grief, or his shame, and just as little about the king's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a knight, Lord King, he said, for I want to go. The eyes of the simple, untaught youth were bright and laughing. None who saw him thought him wise
2: i mean you could
1: say that again (laughs) but all who saw him thought him handsome and fair oh god hot privilege (laughs) oh god even back then hot privilege shit friend
0: said the king dismount and give your horse to a boy who will care for him and do your bidding in a moment you shall be a knight to my honor and your profit."
1: So you just walk on in. You can just waltz on in, bro. He is speed running this. Um, he's speed running knighthood. But the boy replied, "The ones I met in the glade never
0: dismounted. Why do you want me to? By my life, I won't get down. Just hurry
1: up, then I can go." <laughs> mm. Bro, getting off this mount is a whole ordeal. I got a whole B. Um, Get off the horse so you can get what you want. (laughs) Immediately. Without any trouble, without any training, I'm just going to make you a thing that 99% of people can't be.
0: Ah, said the king. My good dear friend. I'll do so most willingly to your profit and my honor.
1: (laughs) No wonder he got his goddamn cup stolen. (laughs) No wonder that thing got just ganked from him. This king's a cardboard cutout like shit. (laughs) Good Lord King, said the boy, by the faith
0: I owe the creator, I shan't be a knight for long without being a red knight.
1: Grant me the arms of the one I met outside the gate, the one who took your golden cup. He's just making so many demands and they're uh, just all being met. Just zero conflict. Uh, 100%. Uh,
0: Here you go. Uh, Hey, remember Sir K? Yes. Yes, I do. He's kind of a dick, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So uh,
1: one of the knights of the round table.
0: Yes. And here he's described as K the Seneschal. Who is one of the wounded was angered by these words. So, Seneschal, do you know that one? No. Uh, That's all right. Uh, It would be the steward or major domo of a medieval great house.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Essentially, this is kind of like a a principal at a school.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hitting close to home. Um, Yeah. That's why I'm
0: putting it in my, you know, terms that make sense to me. (laughs) Sure. It's an administrator essentially. Sure. Okay. uh, They make sure the house runs. So they would have worked with everybody in the house, um, including, uh, you know, anybody who's visiting for any purpose, maybe, uh, you know, like uh, the, I don't know, I guess it'd be like the general manager of a hotel maybe
1: too. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, A GM of a box store is also coordinating between the drivers and, yeah, uh, you know, dock hours and all that. Sure.
0: Yeah. The biggest thing, uh, honestly, in this day and age, uh, one of the biggest operations is just the, the food, Sure. you know, because um, that requires so much oversight day to uh, day because, you know, there's no refrigeration, right? There, There's no pre-made anything. There's no industrialization. You know, so nothing is machine powered, really you know, um, uh, in the way that we think of it. There's no mixers, you know, like you are the mixer. (laughs) That kind of stuff. Um, Sure. Mills and stuff uh, to make some of the product. Uh, But it would have been like the amount of time and energy a person and a household would spend on food is just crazy high proportional to what we know today.
1: So so Sir K is our GM. He's (laughs) making sure the... The the uh, trains are running on time.
0: Yep. And apparently he's wounded, right? So, says he was one of the wounded, was angered by these words and said, how right you are, friend. Go at once and take his arms for their, uh, yours. How wise of you to come and ask. So Kay's kind of flipping it on.
1: Okay, of course. So Kay's also sounded more like an actual leader here, not just, I was expecting King Arthur to go, would you like to be king? Right. You're now <laughs> king.
2: Yep. Uh,
0: The king heard this and was enraged (laughs) and said to Kay, it's very wrong of you to mock the boy and ill becoming a worthy man. Though the boy be simple, he may yet be a noble man. His upbringing may be to blame at the hands of a bad master, but he may yet prove a worthy vassal. It is base to mock others as it is to promise without giving. A worthy man shouldn't promise anything to anyone that he cannot or will not give lest he incur the ill will of a man who uh, was his friend before the promise, but who, since it was made, expects it to be fulfilled. I tell you, it's better by far to refuse from the beginning than to raise expectations. The truth is, a man who makes a promise and fails to keep it is deceiving and fooling himself, for he is turning his friend's heart from him. And while the king said this to Kay, and here Arthur just doesn't sound like a fun guy. man. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's
1: just kind of chewing out Kay, who's, uh, you
0: know, was kind of on to the uh,
1: situation yeah, yeah. a little better than he was, but the kids got Moxie. Uh,
0: and while the king said this to Kay, the boy, as he turned to leave, saw a beautiful, most comely girl and greeted her. And Here we go. She turned his greeting and then she laughed. And as she laughed, she said, if you live long, boy, I feel in my heart that in all the world there will not be, nor will there have ever been known a finer knight than you. So I think and feel and believe.
1: He hasn't done anything. This kid has just walked into the room and is just natty 20 every conversation.
0: <laughs> Signal one. Yep.
1: Zero conflict. Oh. He hasn't had to fight for anything.
0: I. The girl had not laughed for more than six years.
2: <laughs> what? I don't, know.
0: I don't know why that's important. <laughs> I here, Yeah. Or why, like, that's how good he is. That's how good he is. She had not, and then here she's laughing, dude. Um, but she said these words so loud and clear that everyone could hear her. And the words enraged Kay. He leapt forward and slapped her so hard against her tender cheek that he laid her full length on the floor.
1: Fuck bro, <laughs> bro. Oh yeah, we're uh we're really in the era of um not digging on women. Uh I'm not sure when that era ended, but uh it's definitely not right now this uh a lot of problems problematic.
0: And turning back after hitting the girl, he found the court fool standing
1: by a chimney.
0: And okay, so this is the, uh, you know.
1: Okay. So there's a gesture yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. standing next to a chimney and like it's a fireplace ripped? or. Yep. yep you okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, which also is a big uh, thing. Like every domicile would have had some kind of chimney.
2: Huh. You know,
0: even if it was just an open roof over your, you know, uh, uh, thatch roof. Uh, house you know like a your kind of thing you'd still have you know some kind of uh some way to manage smoke fire, you know? yeah, yeah sure yeah, exactly and um, so he's standing by the chimney and in his raging temper sir Kay's raging temper he kicked him into the blazing fire because the <laughs> fool had always said that girl will never laugh until she sees the one who is destined to be the greatest of all knights.
2: <laughs> what an origin
1: story for her yeah. what a weird Okay, and he kicked her into the fire or kicked him into the right. fireplace. Kick the fool
0: who says that this girl will
1: never laugh until she
0: sees the one who's destined to be, which is the weirdest like foretelling of all time. Yeah, of all time. Ta- yeah. Why sure. she's not laughing. So she doesn't. Laugh and
1: what happened because, six years ago? And how do you. Why know six that? years ago? Yeah, for sure. What the fuck is happening, dude? Like, wait, I, so she he kicked. He kicked the jester right into the fireplace
0: because the jester had always said that she won't laugh until uh, she sees the one who's destined to be the greatest of all nights. and she laughs when she sees our, you know, idiot
1: who has no name. By the way, have you? Yeah, sure. That? Yeah, uh, I haven't. Name. I haven't caught uh, many names. They up have to called them. him the boy. B- the boy. Yep, that's his name right now. <laughs> and again, he's net. He's dude. He's Clint fucking Eastwood. It, clint nameless, East,
0: the, the string yeah you know yeah 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 that's who he is. he's
1: if clint eastwood played uh jack reacher where jack yep. reacher's bad at nothing right you know yeah,
0: yeah. uh anyway sometimes medieval texts you got to accept non-closure um the fool cried out the girl wept and the boy delayed no longer without a word from anyone he set off after the red knight <laughs> it's yeah. about to be given knighthood Just and then dips dude uh so and i think he's going after the red knight to get this stuff i guess i don't you know yeah yeah. so i mean i know but at this point in the story is you know i'm trying to read it with you with fresh eyes a bit yeah sure anyway and even who knew all the secret shortest cuts and was a keen bringer of news to court ran off all alone without companion through a garden beside the hall and down through a postern gate and came straight uh postern is like a small side gate of a castle. It's like castle. Okay. Stuff. Sure. Sure. Came straight to the path where the knight stood waiting for adventure in the trial of chivalry, the golden cup on a gray stone block beside him. So the big red knight guy is sitting there with the golden cup on a stone beside him, just waiting for anybody to challenge. Him, right?
1: I'm kind of, sh- you know, okay. Cool. Flex. You know. Um, uh, Elden Ring side boss, get it? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, the boy was racing towards him to take his arms,
0: and when he had ridden within earshot, he cried, "Lay down your arms, King Arthur commands you to carry them no more." And the knight asked him, "Well, boy, does anyone dare come and defend the king's right? If so, out with it." What? By the devil, sir knight, are you mocking me that you haven't laid aside my arms?
1: get on with it and take them off. I command you. And I then the to. knight did it because <laughs> no conflict has happened in this story. I, oh, why? Yes, you could have all my stuff.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned that. Cause that is, um, classic medieval is they set up these elaborate, like fight scenarios and then they don't give them to you. But then sometimes they do, they give you like these graphic ass uh, fight scenes, you know? So, know, uh, but, um, a lot of the time, it's all about the the near fight, you know? Um, and then it takes, like, a hard curve that you never imagined would happen. Um, yeah,
1: sounds about right.
0: Uh come, defend the right, ask you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I command you. I asked you, boy, he said, if anyone was coming from the king to fight me. Sir knight, take off those arms or I'll take them off of you. I'm not letting you have them anymore. I'm warning you. I'll hit you if you make me say it again. The knight was angered then. He swung his lats with both hands and gave the boy such a blow across the so- shoulders with the shaft that he rocked forward over the neck of his horse. The pain okay. of the, blo- the blow enraged the boy. He aimed straight for the knight's eye and let fly his javelin so fast that the knight neither saw nor heard it. It struck Clean through the eye and into the brain and out through the nape of his neck, the blood and brain came spilling. Fuck yes, all right, some action, hey. The knight's heart burst with the pain. <laughs>
1: cool so it's a mortal combat kill um uh, we did a we did an x-ray zoom in after the death clock kill of like straight through the eye out the back of the neck uber graphic and boosh, just blood splattering the inside
0: of his chest golden golden the boy dismounted and laid the knight's lance to one side and took his shield from his neck but he didn't know how to tackle the helmet on the knight's head. He couldn't think how to remove it, and he wanted to ungird the knight's sword, but didn't know how, nor how to draw it from its scabbard.
1: <laughs> Which I mean, fun. all of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow! When when the biggest problem you have is looting your kill, um, you just did you just did a high level kill, and yeah. now you're you're struggling figuring out a belt.
0: Uh Or how to pull a sword out of a sheet. (laughs) Out
1: of a (laughs) sheet. Yep. You fucking kidding me? Uh, He just grabbed the
0: sword and heaved and pulled. Yvonne began to laugh when he saw the boy's bewilderment. What's going on, friend? He said. What are you doing? I don't know. From what your king said, I thought he'd granted these arms to me, but I'll have to chop the knights to bits before I get to them. They're stuck so tight to the body that inside and out are one
1: piece, it seems they're stuck together solid. I oh <laughs> uh, he's simple in ways no, don't get that's guy hard done. to so, yeah. yeah
0: what have you done oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah anyway don't worry said Evanette. I can separate them if you wish go on then said the boy and give them to me quickly
1: <laughs> what a little just <laughs> he gets more unlikable every turn of the page. So Ivanette
0: set to work and stripped the knight right down to his toes. He left neither Hoberk nor shoe, nor the helm on his head, nor any other armor. But the boy wouldn't lay aside his own clothes. For all Ivanette's pleas, he wouldn't take the sumptuous tunic of quilted silk that the knight had worn beneath his hobber. I've got a onesie, bro. I'm I'm cool. <laughs> nor could Ivanette talk the boy out of the old ankle boots he wore. The boy said devil you must be joking change the fine clothes my mother made me the other day for this night stuff my nice thick canvas shirt for the his all soft and thin you have me give up my tunic that never leaks for this one that wouldn't keep out a drop hang anyone who'd change good clothes for bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean he he knows the drip he likes i'm i'm okay with that um I, I you know, some guys rock Converse, some guys rock docs. It's it's all cool. Teaching of fools not easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd say that again. All pleas were vain. He would take nothing but the arms, even at lace them on for him and tied the spurs to his ankle boots. Spurs. Have we talked about spurs? Have I No, it? we have not. No. Oh spurs are cool. Um, so it actually um, you know. You, you know what a spur is right
1: yeah sure it's a uh a, a thing cowboys wear on their boots to get horses to go faster or yeah. go
2: Period. So,
0: yeah uh yeah you, you nailed it man um so Spurs are somewhat uh modern inventions um in terms of uh you know you, you need like horsemanship there, there's a lot of stuff you need right um Celts kind of invented them uh, roughly in the fifth century BC, right? Okay. So um, probably later than you would think. They were used um, throughout Roman Empire, but when you had these, and in the medieval world, they became really important. When uh, when you have a spur, you can now command a horse with both of your hands free.
1: Okay. So which because, yeah, sure allows you to use a bow and arrow 100%. Or a yeah. sword
0: and shield, uh, you know, before this, um, you know, uh, uh, a harness is, uh, and the reins is the the chief way to con- command a horse, right. Um, which can take one or two hands. Um, so once you have the spur, um, and it becomes really popular in, uh, medieval, uh, Europe, you know, um, also as a status symbol.
2: Mm. Okay. You know, sure. Um,
0: that carries throughout Europe. You know, uh, we still have the turn in, in Spanish, you know, I'm greeted by, uh, our parent specialist from Guatemala, and she will address us as uh, caballeros. Okay. You know, uh, ¿qué tal caballero? ¿Cómo andas? Um, and caballero is um, uh, caballo, you no? Know? Like horseman, yeah, literally, right? Sure. Uh, and, and and so that means something, you know. Um, and so anyway, uh, spurs were a sign of knighthood. It was a sign that you um, had, you you were fighting with a you know you owned a horse, and the purpose of the horse was for combat. You don't sure. need spurs if you're not going to fight.
1: So a status symbol for the 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 knights, uh, for warriors.
0: 100%. Yeah. Um, so uh, spurs to his ankle boots and clad him in the hauberk. A finer one was never seen. And over the male hood, he set the helmet, which fitted him perfectly. So he's even got a male hood, right? Sure. Um,
1: which cool. And he just happens to be the same uh-huh. size as a... Oh, yeah full-grown knight and he taught him to gird the
0: sword oh. so that it hung loose and free then he set the boy's foot in the stirrup and mounted him on the knight's charger
1: well uh, they've got a dodge they do <laughs> absolutely
0: um, and so um which <laughs> go ahead no uh yeah a charger yeah, it's a heavy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh chargers uh horses in the middle ages um very uh what do you call it gathered into groups some of which exist today and some of which don't like palfreys we had talked about
1: Yes, yeah, sure the the horses that uh tr- trot different
2: yeah. right
0: yeah exactly so um they they had uh you know, anyway we talked about that at one point that they uh, have a different type of um, uh, stride that made them ride really smoothly right Sure, um, chargers were war horses. Okay,
2: so, and they um, were no
1: doubt fast. I would imagine
0: um, it was more. Um, so here's the, uh, like the the important part of the charger was uh that it uh was steady, um okay, uh and it would uh. I don't know how to explain this really, like, uh, cause I can't find anything about specific breeds, right? Mm. Like, that's the, the tough part. Uh, but essentially, but it would
1: make combat better. It was, uh, it, it made swinging your sword or shooting a bow and arrow easier. Yeah. And it seems to be also something to do with trainability. But he just upgraded, he just got a bunch oh of loot God. and yeah. a yeah. sick horse. Man. cool yeah yeah
0: he's got all the guy's shit after throwing a javelin through his brain right
1: uh 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 so barely any confrontation yeah. yeah he got hit but
0: he had never seen stirrups before and he knew nothing of spurs and again this goes back to you know kind of what i was telling you you know yeah, it's a sure. status symbol I'm trying to think of what um if we have anything like that
1: something that the military uses that uh helps them, but no, you know,
0: yeah, well, it'd be. Yeah, I don't know if we have any, you know, the like a suit kind of means something, you know, like that would have a same thing as seeing somebody with spurs in the medieval ages, Hmm. you know, because nobody nobody uh, with spurs would be dressed in shitty clothing. Like it's comical, I think, in this text that he's has spurs with his shitty boots.
1: Sure, Sure. Okay, sure. So they're trying to paint. Paint a picture of a guy in a in a nice suit with shitty tennis shoes on. Exactly, sure.
0: and it says he had only used sticks and switches to move the whole. Okay, switches. you know, uh, really common for everybody in the population except for people who you could know, afford a
1: uh, a six set of spurs. Yeah, and
0: the only time you needs spurs is when you're fighting, right? When you're sure.
1: The uh, shield, not not weird or anything, but the spurs. Oh boy. Oh, uh, how do I use these? Sure. Oh, yeah. And finally, Ivanette
0: brought him the shield and the lance and presented them to him. And before Ivanette turned back, the boy said to him, have my hunting horse, friend. Take him back with you. He's very good, but you can have him. I don't need him now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just put him in the stable for me. I'm. I may get him back. And take the king his cup with my greetings. And say
0: this to the girl that Kay struck on the cheek, that if I can before I die, I intend to deal with Kay so that she may consider herself avenged.
1: Huh, I mean, all right, Uh, especially coming from him, that's uh, better than I would have expected. And Ivanette replied that he would return the cup to the king
0: and deliver his message faithfully. And with that, they parted and went their ways. Ivanette came into the hall where the barons were and carried the cup to the king saying, Rejoice, sire, the knight of yours who was here just now returns your cup to you. Which knight do you mean? The one who has just left here, said Ivanette. You mean the Welsh boy, said the king, who asked me for the red arms of the knight who's done me every possible shame? Yes, indeed, sire. And how did he get my cup? Did the knight love and esteem him so much that he returned it of his own free will? No, indeed, the boy made him pay for it dearly. He killed him how was that dear friend i don't know sire except that i saw the knight give him a painful blow with his lance and the boy struck him back with a javelin right through the eye so that blood and brain spilled out behind and laid him dead on the ground then the king said to the seneschal Kay, you've done me ill service with your offensive tongue which has uttered so many insults you've robbed me of the boy who's been such worth of me today and by my life sire said Ivanette to the king He gave me a message for the queen's maid whom Kay struck out of spite and hatred. He says he'll take revenge on him if he gets the chance. The fool, the jester, who was sitting beside the fire, heard this and leapt up to his feet and came bounding up to the king, hopping and jumping for joy and said, God save me, Lord King. Adventures are now about to befall us and many of them will be hard and cruel. And I
2: promise you. It's
0: like popping over. Yeah. Kay can be quite certain that his feet and his hands and his base and foolish tongue will bring shame upon his life. For before a fortnight's past, the
1: knight will have avenged the kick he gave me. The slap <laughs> he gave the girl will be well repaid and dearly bought. For his right arm will be broken
0: between the elbow and the armpit. He'll carry it in a sling for half a year indeed he will. He can escape it no more than death. This jester is just
1: fully like this jester's a fucking witch. He's uh, (laughs) like, what? That is so specific that you've got to know you've got to be communing with the devil if you're getting intel like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just like that's the guy. Like, oh, you coughed. That means you've got
1: cancer. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) And then it's true. Yeah, right, because I've got to feel it's too specific to not be uh, 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 a thing that happens in the second or third or fourth act. I don't know how medieval stories work.
0: Well, we're going to find out. Uh, these words upset Kay so much that he nearly burst with rage. And fury, he would have killed the fool in front of everyone. <laughs> That's a normal reaction. Yeah. Uh, but he refrained from attacking him, knowing it would incur the king's displeasure and the king
1: cried <laughs> <laughs> yeah go ahead that that's the only thing holding him back cool uh, god bless medieval society um and the king cried
0: ah okay you have earned my rage today if someone had guided the boy in the art of arms so that he could have handled a shield and lance he'd have made a good knight for sure but he knows so little about arms or anything else that he couldn't even draw a sword if he needed Now he's sitting armed upon his horse and he's sure to meet some hardy knight who won't hesitate to wound him to win his horse. He'll soon kill or maim him for he won't even know how to defend himself. He's so naive and untaught. He won't last long. Thus, the king lamented and grieved for the boy and his face was crestfallen. But lamenting would do no good. And he said, no. Wow. That, my friend is where we're going to call it for tonight
1: i uh a lot of twisted turns there a lot of a lot of moments i didn't see coming a lot of unfortunate uh activity with women uh (laughs) not a lot of conflict this guy keeps showing up and getting everything he wants immediately
0: 100 percent what was that movie um it reminds me what, what was it called um where the guy keeps failing upwards. Um, it's like this old-ass movie. The guy walks across the lake at the end. Oh, uh, goodness. Dad Dad loved this movie. It was like an old 70s movie.
1: Um, I don't recall. Hold on one second. Sure. Let me see if I can see it. Well, I imagine a lot of this downtime will probably be cut out. Nope. <laughs> yep. Love it. Well, thank yes. you for joining no. us on this journey. <laughs> being there, dude. Being oh, there. being there, sure. Fuck yeah, sure. Cancer Gardner. Yes. Okay. Boom. Okay.
0: Yeah. I see, I can see. Didn't take that long. That <laughs> my Google foo is strong.
1: <laughs> I can see how this is being there adjacent. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Huh? I I st- just says shit, and it just happens. Like how? I, no. I still think it's extraordinary how much is given to just such a simpleton, just such a guy who has so little going for him, nothing to offer. Worlds being handed to him, mm-hmm. um, shit, man. I do, uh, I do like that. Those sweet javelin skills came in, like that came in real handy. I'm oh, glad yeah. we had a, a setup and a payoff there. A lot of these medieval stories don't do th- it's just set up and then a dragon shows up or some fucking nonsense. So at least here I could see a there's consistency, right? I can't wait for him to throw a lance. Uh 100%. that's yeah. Hopefully going to
0: happen. So I think this text is uh really good, really readable, uh, really easy to follow along, uh, descriptive, uh, uh sometimes you can hear the sing songiness of it. Because in sure. uh, the French, you know, this would all rhyme. It's poetry. Um okay. regular novel structure doesn't exist yet, um, mm. as we know it, um, certainly at this time period. Um, so you get a lot of uh, these, because some of these are uh, told orally, right? So as poetry, they rhyme, which helps with the mnemonic resuscitation of these sure, things Sure, in sure, real time. Sure. Um, Might have been accompanied with music. Um, and retold, uh, as we talked about, you know, there's no fucking TV or anything like that, dude. There's no radio or anything. It's, you know, you go to this the inn and, you know, um, uh, Thomas learned this when he, you know, spent the summer in Paris or whatever. And, and so can now back. recite yep, that
1: yeah. tale. Sure.
0: And he thought it was a banger. So he comes sure. back and he's like, bros, let me tell you about this. Story. Okay. And then somebody wrote it out, right? Like Chrétien de Troyes is uh, one of our first, uh, like, uh, writer, writer friends. Yeah. Uh, You know, he's way ahead of um, Chaucer. Like, okay, Um, and he's known for his uh, uh, medieval tale, uh, the Arthurian legends. And really, which uh, so
1: far he's I I mean, it's not a story. It's definitely not a 10 out of 10. There's nearly no conflict. And he's just, yeah, failing upwards. But it's at least it at least makes more sense. Like, yeah. I could follow a story. I still know nothing about this boy, really, outside of the fact that he's fucking uh, not great. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think, in a way, what you can read into, which is, um, will be way popular. Um, you know, cause one day we're going to do Sir Gowan and the Green Knight. And I think it's going to be a, uh, a kind of multi part thing where we look at, um, text and movie. Okay. Um, and kind of compare and talk about because uh, the movie is medievalism. The text is medieval, you know, um, sure. and so to see what they emphasize in the text versus what they emphasize here. The reason I bring that up is uh same thing with uh this text, like are they bringing up how bad this guy is at being a knight? like isn't that in a way a commentary on knighthood?
1: yeah, right yeah. like if if this was satire right uh which how well different be. which it may well be how different would it truly be sure sure yeah and sir Gowan in the
0: green knight um perfects that at certain points because there's certain lines that if you read them certain ways really have different meanings hmm. um and, and again you
1: cannot
0: underestimate the oral nature of this civilization you know at this point
1: that um, that tone and context would uh yeah. be, be uh uh gotten from the way it's being told sure
0: and that you know like absurd characters because this person is absurd even for a medieval audience you know uh,
1: uh, the the amount of uh yeah the amount they mention it yeah sure everyone's in on the joke that it's a fucking idiot that is yes but but the fact it's that the it. idiot's it's getting the mark
0: you know, uh, the fact uh, that he's getting joke?
1: everything he wants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just also highlighting how fucking dumb the society yeah, is. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: that You know, if you come from that, if you're handsome and fair, but you're an idiot, people are just going to fucking, you know, do whatever you want. And isn't that the people who are in charge, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: And I don't think that ever stopped. Right. Right. Good. And that's a great
0: note to end on Jan.
1: Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. I'm sure we'll be diving into this too soon and uh, follow us on all the things.
0: Yay. 100%. And we'll tell you what those things are next time. Uh, (laughs) So we'll see you. Take care now.